How do I meet my soulmate? How do I move on from heartbreak? Does my dream relationship even exist? Are, are dating apps the only way I can meet people? Are all relationships this hard? This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Each week, your host dives into sex, love, dating, relationships, and everything in between. Welcome to Between the Sheets with Dr. Love. Hey, 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 everyone. It's me, Dr. Love, and welcome to another episode of Between the Sheets with me, Dr. Love. We're talking about attachment styles today. Yes, how they influence our relationships and whether we like it or not, the way we attach to others or how others attach to us influence our relationships. I want you to think about a time when you've been out on a date with someone and you just immediately knew that they were going to be a stage five clinger. Yes, one of those guys that always want to know where you are, what you're doing. Or if you think back, have you been out with someone that ends up being a commitment phobe and just wants to have fun with no strings attached? Or maybe it's that dysfunctional, emotional wreck of a guy who you thought you could fix by giving him all of your love, affection, attention, only to be chased out of the relationship because he has a fear of intimacy. Yes, they are all attachment styles. And at first, it can be so confusing to figure out why all these different types of guys have come into your life. But the fact is, you've been dating people from all over the spectrum of attachment. These men all have different types of attachment styles, and they're normally referred to as secure attachment, anxious attachment, avoidant attachment, or anxious avoidant attachment. So each adult, including you and I, has a type of attachment that we have during our relationships, and it impacts just how successful we are in those relationships. And you don't need to be the extreme of any one attachment. You can even have a small mixture of a couple, but there are signs that show you just what kind of attachment style you have and how it influences the way you love and do relationships. So let's discover some of that today. So if you've got a secure attachment style, you probably have had some success in relationships before or currently or in your past because you're pretty comfortable in giving and receiving affection. This is probably the best type of attachment style because you're at home with being alone and independent, seeking your private time, but it doesn't result in you always being lonely or a homebody. You just value spending time with yourself, but you also love and value spending time with your partner and know how to draw a healthy boundary without crossing lines or hurting your partner's feelings. So your relationship is a priority and you do make a great partner. You make a good friend and a good family member because you're reliable and you're honest. People with secure attachment style are pretty honest. They have the ability to accept rejection and move on without holding a grudge. And it's admirable. People like it. You're normally loyal and trustworthy. So that is, if you see a lot of your traits are sitting in that secure attachment style, you've probably got the most success in relationships. If you've got an anxious attachment style, you've been told a few times that you're stressed out and you can become quite nervous, a nervous person to be around, an anxious person. You're probably the overthinker who doesn't like to leave anything up to chance. No way will you take the risk. And you need to probably control every situation you can to get the best out of you. So you need a lot of reassurance and affection from your partner. And it means sometimes it leaves you questioning 
why they are with you due to your low self-esteem or confidence. You're always having this mind talk of why are they with me? I don't understand why they would choose to be with me. But you find it hard to trust others and you do find it hard to let people in. You have a real fear of rejection and being alone and these feelings can take over. Because of this, you sometimes find that you stay in unhealthy or abusive relationships far too long. So you stay in that space because you don't want to be alone. And so you'll put up with whatever you're experiencing right now for fear of being alone. You can sometimes be irrational or overly emotional. And you are often found to jump to conclusions before really finding the logical explanation. And that's probably because you're so driven by your emotion. So you might be the type of person to, you know, wait by the phone while your partner's out with their friends and just wait for a call. Or you might even leave a few messages asking for an update or how things are going. So that's anxious attachment style. So if you've got some of that happening for you, Yeah, you've got some work there because that's going to possibly put you in some toxic relationship scenarios. If you've got an avoidant attachment style, and look, don't don't forget, I'm saying if you have, but it's also really good to recognize what your partner has. This is going to be good learning about their type of attachment style. So you know when you have an avoidant attachment style, you're pretty independent. You're an independent person who is often happy to go it alone. You do things your way. And while your extreme self-awareness and direction can be really great for your career, it often leaves you single and in a non-committed relationship. Your struggle with being intimate and letting people in means that you do life more logically and that you choose logic over emotion more often than not. And so this is the struggle. Ultimately, the commitment phobe doesn't want to feel like they're being suffocated in a relationship. Often being the one in control of how often you see your partner is going to be, you know, a priority for you. You always have an exit strategy. If the going gets tough and you can create a lifestyle that helps you get out of anything too serious, you will. So you might find a job that demands you to work for longer hours than the average person, which helps fill the hole of loneliness without needing another person. And that would be your preference. Even though a relationship sounds nice and might even feel nice, you are definitely avoiding the attachment to someone because that's why you've got the avoidant attachment style. So often you're really, you're more into the hookups on the dating scene, but nothing ever gets past a few dates or after your needs are satisfied, really. It just sort of stays in that limbo, superficial space. And that for you is safe. It's safety because you're avoiding the attachment. You're avoiding the relationship. So if you stay in that superficial space, you don't feel obliged to uh, report or be committed to somebody. So that's another style that you might show up as or a partner might show up. The other one is if you've got an anxious avoidant attachment style, You're a combination of someone who has a fear of commitment and an overthinker who needs love and affection. Can you imagine the conflict that's going on for this person? You're known as the fearful type that can't handle intimacy that well and finds it hard to trust people and let your walls come down. But you often spend your time alone and are miserable at the same time because of it. So you want to be alone. Leave me alone. I've got an avoidant attachment style. I'm going to keep myself busy, 
but I'm also wanting love and attention and I feel miserable because I'm avoiding it. So you could find yourself in a dysfunctional relationship and this could work for you. And I don't say that often, but the reason why you stay in these type of relationships is because the coming and going and the lack of commitment actually works for you. And, you know, you're getting praise and love from a distance and that's what you do desire, but you also avoid it at the same time. So it's, it's like a safe distance um, and that's where you put yourself. So you probably have experienced a lot of issues that affect other parts of your life as well, especially when it comes to other relationships in like your family and your friends. So sometimes we see people with anxious avoidant attachment style. I mean, all styles can sort of dabble into this, but more often than not, the anxious avoidant attachment style might rely on substance abuse or even suffer from a mental illness that contributes to the attachment style in unhealthy ways. So as you avoid taking these responsibilities for your own happiness and health, sometimes a lot of those choices that you're making are due to other compounding factors. And so you need to look at this and how it's impacting the way you do life. You know, we hear about attachment styles a lot, especially of late. And I know that I have, and I don't, I know I'm in the industry, so I read a lot, but I have heard a lot of clients talking about, you know, I have this strange attachment or my partner has got a weird attachment style and delving into finding out what they are, what these attachment styles are and how they work with each other or how they don't can be a real eye opener in your relationship. So in order to understand yourself and how you work in relationships from an objective perspective, so from standing outside the box and having a look, you really need to identify your attachment style. This helps you not only to understand your behavior, but what you want from a partner emotionally. Because if you've got an anxious attachment style, well, you know that you're going to be a little bit more needy and you're going to need somebody that's going to work with your love language and tell you and reassure you that it's safe. So it also shines light on your partner's attachment style as well and how better you can acknowledge what they need or you can acknowledge what they bring to the relationship, especially at the beginning of a relationship when it's starting. So a partner worth having is someone who will be attentive to you at the end of the day. You want them to acknowledge you and progress the relationship forward. You want them to show you that they want a future together. This is really important. So no matter what attachment style they have, you want to make sure that they are planning a future. You want to make sure they're making future arrangements. You know, are they going to see you next month? Are you planning a holiday next year? Is in six months time a time for you to go on a retreat together? So it's this forward planning that gives you some sneak peek into the fact that they're thinking that you're going to be around soon. Because if they weren't expecting to have you around, they won't be planning for you either. But you want to be clear with what it is you want in those relationships. I need you to understand their attachment style, your attachment style, and if it supports the type of relationship you desire. Because it's really important to find out what your attachment style is and your partner's But the most important thing is, is how do those attachment styles work together? There's no point finding out what yours is and then what your partner's attachment style is like. That's okay. It gives you some awareness, but does it work? Are you going to be able to have an anxious attachment style and an avoidant attachment style together? 
that's probably not going to work. You've got one that's going to avoid the relationship and you've got one that's anxious that you are going to avoid it. So you're feeding that anxious feeling and behavior in your partner. So you've got to spend some time working out where you both sit in this space. So read up on it, get some information about what your attachment style is, what your partner's is. And if you don't have a partner, work out what attachment style would suit you best because then that can go up on your vision board and can go up in all of your, um, you know, journaling about what is it, what type of attachment you want to create for yourself as you move forward in a relationship. So I hope that's been helpful. Send me your DMs. I'd love to know all about your attachment style, you know, questions and any feedback. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast with all your friends. This is Dr. Love. I'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast with Dr. Love. For all show notes and resources mentioned in this episode, head to www.drlove.com. That's D-R-L-U-R-V-E dot com. Got a question for Dr. Love? Email her at ask at doctor.love.com. Love the show. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Leave us a review or share it with your friends. Thanks for listening, lovers. We'll see you on the next episode. This is Between the Sheets with Dr. Love.